0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is my Ask Me Anything live stream or series, whatever you want to call it. This is the fourth episode of this. I uh, see everybody showing up to chat nice and early. What's up? Uh, already getting some questions in there. Absolutely, if you have a question, just tag me, send it into chat. Um, I'll get to it as soon as I can, If you know whether I'm in between other ones or I'll add it to the list. I have a bunch here uh, from friends and people in the community that have sent them to me that can't join the live stream or just simply wanted to make sure I get to them. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Uh, like I said, this is my... AMA series. This is the fourth one. I don't really schedule these uh, like on a particular day of the month or week or anything like that. I just try to get them in when I can. Uh, I have so many other streams going on between gameplay and interviews and just other you know streams and things. It's uh, it's hard to schedule this one. Um, The fact it's super casual. Uh, This is just literally ask me anything about being a game master, uh, filmmaking, touring musician, trainer, entrepreneur, anything. I'll talk about anything. I'm just down to chat and be super casual about this one. So, the fact that it's like that, I I try not to like schedule it or make it like a stressful thing. I just, you know, squeeze them in to little (laughs) gaps in my schedule when I can, or if I start getting a lot of questions to the Cyberpunk sensor Discord, or the group on Facebook, or just direct messages. Um, sometimes I'll stack them up uh, in like this little Word file, and I'll, I'll use those in my AMAs. And if, if I start getting a lot of questions, I'll, I'll kind of know then, hey, it's time to stream an AMA. Um, before we get into the questions I have here uh, to answer... I want to give a shout-out to the the supporters I have on Patreon, the ones that have opted in for the the public shout-out in my streams. I really appreciate that shit. Seriously, y'all are the fuel on my fire. You keep me going. You're the reason I keep coming up with more streams and videos, and I just want to do this more and more. If it wasn't for the support, um, I wouldn't do it. So, um, Shout-out to William Huddleston, uh, Naomi Madlass, uh, Anino Gaming, Leaded Coffee, Michael Edmonds, a.k.a. Kira. Uh, Chris Anderson, Dolan Pondsmith, Steve Barr of Sirenscape, Matt James, who's also GM Reservoir Panda, Revolver Gray, Samurai Mac, who I have some news about, uh, Jorge, Zach, who's also Capricious Nature, uh, who now has a weekly stream with us, a Nomad Cyberpunk Red campaign every Saturday. So make sure you tune into that at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard. And Roten, our own renegade uh, from chat and from the Discord. He's also in one of my monthly... Uh, streams, but the news I have before I get into the AMA, let me break a little bit of news here from our very own uh, Samurai Mac a supporter of mine, a friend. Uh, he's you know like part of the Patreon, plus, he's been part of the community for a long time. Uh, let's see if this link works through. Um, let me know if that link works for people. Check that out. Don't you don't need to spend a lot of time on it? Let's hang out in the live stream, but bookmark that shit. Check it out when I'm done. I want everyone to go look at that. Um, he's basically putting together um, this whole source book for Tokyo in 2100. Um, he's going with the pen name Shiro Kogarashi, uh, you know, for I guess uh, for reasons uh, about work, coworkers, and things like that. But um, but he uh, yeah, he's making this whole thing about Neo Tokyo in the year 2100, and it just it has. Um, a lot of great information that you can use in your cyberpunk uh, gameplay or any, any sci-fi gameplay for the most part. It's kind of cyberpunk based though, but everyone go check that out. It's really cool. Uh, he's, he's a great supporter of mine and the Cyberpunk Uncensored brand, so I'd appreciate you all to check that out. Um, did that link go through? Someone in chat just let me know that that link worked and you were able to bookmark that shit or whatever. Um, okay, awesome. Thanks, Blazing. Uh, Let's see, Savage, McNavage, hey, Cyberpunk Uncensored, how do you add more danger to your firefights? More baddies, nastier ones, less firepower for the players, better vantage point for the baddies. Um, All of the above right there. Um, I like to kind of change it up. Um, I don't like to do one particular thing uh, in battle. I like to vary it up. That way players don't get comfortable. Plus, it keeps it interesting, not only for the players and myself, but we stream. So I want people watching to not see it coming. It shouldn't always just be baddies or whatever. Think about environmental hazards. Um, think outside the box. Think about people double-crossing them or something unexpected. Um, and, and interesting weapons too. But be careful using two exotic or interesting weapons because then when your team ends up winning, uh, you know, they might loot those weapons off the body if they didn't end up breaking or something along those lines. But yeah, all of those things that you mentioned I use. And then like I said, varying it up as much as possible and, you know, keeping it unexpected um, i think last night's session zero for capricious nature was the calm before the nomad storm <laughs> yeah it definitely looks fun um hey manta Coralius, corallius uh thanks for the follow i really appreciate that um yeah let's get into some of these questions i have a bunch here that were sent in and again feel free anybody in chat post questions there i will get to them as i go but let me try to knock out some of these here um, first one is from gareth Gmort Morton, uh, I was wa- I was wondering why the exec rank four gives you nothing. It's the only rank upgrade for any role that doesn't benefit you in any way. Um, I know what you mean. And hey, what's up, my beautiful wife Val Mulligan in the chat? Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I know what you mean. Each each rank, you know, you're getting like free housing, free suit. Uh, you get a free minion at level like three, five, and nine. Um, you know, you get the free trauma team membership and stuff. Uh, Level 4 doesn't give you anything, but I think it's a bit of a balance thing. I think that, you know, once you get that minion, it gives you a rank to enjoy that, you know? Because not everybody gets a minion to hang out all the time. Yeah, Lawmen can call for backup, but that's it in certain situations, and you can't abuse that. But when you're an Exec, you have that assistant all the time. So I think it's a balance thing. I think they give you that rank for it as a breather to let you get used to having that minion, let the GM get used to it. And then you're rocking right back into every rank. You're getting more and more free shit. Like I said, the free trauma team stuff. You already got the housing, the suit. You're going to get more minions. I mean, by level nine, you've got three minions. So, uh, you know, you're not even going to think about the fact that in rank four, you had to you had to take a little break, you know? So I think it's a balance issue. Uh, BK313, Brian, uh, says, how many windows slash screens do you have open during a session? So, yeah. I have quite a few because when, I, when I'm streaming, I have you know OBS to stream, I have Roll20 to rock my maps and dice for my players, then I have Sirenscape open uh, to control all the sounds that I run, which shout out to Sirenscape, an official sponsor of Cyberpunk Uncensored. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. Um, and then I have the player for Sirenscape going so I can hear what I'm controlling in there. Then I usually have my notes, like my session notes, uh, my Patreon uh, supporter shout out notes, um, Trying to think, oh, I'll have my GM screen. Uh, If you go to cyberpunkuncensored.com, you'll see all the free assets we have there. Um, We have a GM screen, all these digital panels. I usually have those open. I just flip through them so I can get the info I need. So, a lot, a a lot of windows (laughs) open. Um, Let's see. So, were you ever able to find out if you can add the medicine ability score to the medical type checks, such as first aid or paramedic? Um, yeah, I think I had you down here. Uh, maybe I didn't write it down, but no, uh, rules as written. No, it doesn't have it in there. Um, basically, that's, that's ultimately to control the point uh, uh, delegation to pharmaceuticals and such, like whatever you're going to do underneath that. Uh, rollability, so it 's not going to add to like your first aid and paramedics and things like that in the same way that like a tech role gets to add those things or a nomad uh, when they 're doing a vehicle tech or driving checks, and that 's just at face value rules as written that might change um, and I do want to dive into that question a little bit deeper I just haven 't had time because you know I just got that question. Um, today. And, I, and that, that's something I want to dive into just to make sure that I didn't miss like a side note where they mentioned that. But absolutely, when you read the medic uh, section and that rankability rules is written, no, you don't add it. So um, how do you track session notes? Um, I'll do that in roll 20 with handouts, I'll let the players kind of control that. But my own session notes, I've got printouts that I run usually for each one, I'll make my notes on the back or next to them. And then when I make my next session, I'll take that same Word file, copy it, give it the new title, open it, it'll be all these notes, and then I'll go in, delete what I don't need, keep what I need, shove all those to the top, so I have reference from the previous session, and then right below there are the new session notes. Um, and then I usually keep them handy, I'll keep the previous one handy, even with my notes from the previous on the current session, in case I got to grab something I forgot to keep in, uh, digitally. Um, but yeah, lots of, lots of little notes and things, Very very vague though, in a sense, because as you know, full player agency you can't uh, plan too too much you know um, let's see all right back to my pre pre questions here Hendrik AR asks um, I would like to know whether it is somehow possible to play a cyborg the humanity costs for the Sigma frame are high and together with some essential Chrome your PC is already in full cyberpsychosis. Um, even if the pc started with a high empathy value uh, it 's kind of hard to read this question we 're all we 're all cyborg's really nice people before they became killing machines yeah, exactly um, yeah, I would say that uh you know it is possible you know let 's not forget that you can get therapy and keep working on it, but there 's it 's only to a certain degree so if you go full cyborg, you're still going to be like cyber psychosis or at least borderline even with excessive therapy with the highest of roles, the highest starting empathy uh, stat and such. Um, you're right. It is going to wear you down if you're, if you're trying to go full borg like with, you know, everything decked out. Um, but it is possible. You can just play like that, um, add the, you know, play into the role playing a bit. Um, talk to your GM about it first. Make sure it's not a balance issue or something. But it's possible, you know. Um, let's see. All right, cool. Let me get back to these questions here. Um, Allyn asks Allyn, was an I, Allyn asks what film projects are you working on? Okay, cool. Film question, what film projects? No, uh currently we're in post production for the baby pack. Uh this Sunday we actually got to go do some pickup shots at a local cemetery. Um and then aside from that, I have all for gods, we're finally going to film the last few scenes of that and I have uh, first money in on something I'm gonna be producing and directing called uh, bears versus zombies bears being like big beefy gay dudes uh, versus zombies so it's kind of it's a obvious uh, comedy horror Um, one of my partners and buddies uh, is helping me with and um, I think that's gonna be the next big one (laughs) that we put out Uh, let's see here what's up with Modiphius Um, that was kind of vague there but yeah we're officially sponsored by modifius now and that's why i'm going to be running uh uh, some fallout streams some dune streams with the whole 2d20 system which is amazing Um, every friday i'm actually the overseer in a fallout uh, stream for the 2d20 system on the mad queen channel on youtube and then every tuesday i'm playing on the cyberpunk uncensored channel with brandon from realm smith is going to be our overseer um, in fallout the, the tabletop role playing game here, it's overseer, not GM, uh, which if you play the video game, you're familiar with the word overseer. Um, but yeah, Modiphius, uh, they partnered up, officially sponsored the brand. They love what we're doing. They love my passion for uh, putting out videos content and promoting. Um, and they're just fueling the fire. They're also giving me like, I can't, an unmentionable amount of key, free keys. So I'm gonna be giving away like, Uh, two free copies of the rule books in like every stream for like Fallout and Dune. So so it's going to get crazy, but everyone's going to have a chance to win some free copies of of those uh, rule books. Uh, Let me see here. Nathan Porter. Um, So this seems to be a blind spot in the book, but reselling the pharmaceuticals that a med tech makes. um, I guess that's a question. Question, should be a question mark, I think. Uh, I can't find anything for this. Oh, my best guess is it's set price category expensive 500 um, because that's the next closest markup from the cost to make it. Only MedTechs, yeah, see, that's, Yeah. Oh, my best guess is because only MedTechs can make it. Um, the price category is expensive. yeah, but see, the thing is is only med techs can administer the drugs that they make, all those pharmaceuticals. Um, so it's only useful to med techs. like you know, a regular person can't even buy that shit and administer it. That being said, why would a med tech want to buy the pharmaceuticals that they could just make at cost? You know what I mean? Um, so I think that's your answer is like there, it, there it's not a blind spot in the book. It just it makes inherent sense that you know, MedTech's not going to buy pharmaceuticals from another MedTech when they can make it for, at, you know, at cost. Um, and since they're the only ones that could administer it, no one else is really, there's no other buyers available. Um, oh, in chat, got some questions. Let me see. What would you suggest to keep on hand as a quick reference guide to keep heads out of a book and in the Cyberpunk? Oh, I would recommend our digital GM screen. I know Artel Sorian just put out their GM screen. Mine's in the mail. Um, I ordered that, uh, um, I plan on having that out or maybe even mounting in a frame of, above my screen, you know. But um, but go to com when the stream is done. Uh, look at the front page of the website. You'll see all the free assets. If you scroll, scroll down, you'll see the GM screen. Um, or you can click on any one of those free assets and then look at the hashtag, uh, free stuff or free assets, one of those, and click on it. And it'll bring up all the free stuff. You'll see the GM screen. It's like... Six panels, and they're organized based on like combat or medical stuff or this or that, uh, skill checks or whatever. Um, It's awesome. It's compiled from the cyberpunk community. I didn't make it from scratch. Somebody else kind of made the backbone of it, and then I added to it. Um, And then uh, I had to update the auto fire. That's the other thing that I ended up doing uh, because of the the errata that was put out by RTG a while back. Um, Which Morpheus game do you recommend starting with? Um, Fallout. Probably Fallout. Um, just because if you're if you're here because you love cyberpunk, you're going to love Fallout. Very similar. It's post-apocalyptic. It's like cyberpunk without the cybernetics for the most part. It's not like, um, you know, there's not like vibrant cities and, and tech shit, you know, in that sense. It's all post-apocalyptic. Um, but all their systems are really easy. The 2D20 system is great, easy to learn. Um, but, yeah, I would say Fallout, especially if you're coming from the cyberpunk background. Blazon 352 says, I have seen... Let me make sure this I'm not losing it scrolling I have seen a bunch of them from the website, but is there any other info that should be had? Um, No, I mean those GM screens cover pretty much everything Um, The other thing that that you might want to do I do it here here. I'll show you Um, I print out uh, You know just a one sheet of each roll ability in case I don't remember the exact like DV for a rocker boy to pull off charismatic impact and what it does um the exec one can get a little sticky because you have all the stats of their minion so that's a good one to print out but i have a little sheet for each um role and then i just obviously use pull out the ones i need for that session what what players what roles are in that session Um, so that's something else i would add i'd use that digital jam screen from the cyberpunk website and then i would print out your role abilities that can be handy um let's see here what kind of stuff you got on those shelves behind you <laughs> Nice. that's funny that's one of the other questions here too um let's see here uh where is it uh oh sandon asked what's up with that new background are those funko pops that's funny um yeah it's uh you know this is this is me and valerie's uh vr rooms a big open room that we used to stream vr games we run virtual reality live um, aside from cyberpunk uncensored Um, and I recently got a new computer, new setup, and I decided to move out of my collection room. So if you look at my old videos, you'll see like my, all my comic books, the thousands of comic books and all those bins, all the boxes of collectibles, all the puppets that were back there from, uh, my cannabis themed puppet show that I produce and direct featuring Tommy Chong and Andy Dick. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I moved out of there. It was, it's too cluttered. We had to move a bunch of stuff in there for storage as well as all the collectibles. So I moved into the VR room and that, in doing that, it's just so blank. I just we decided to move in some of the collectibles in here, so we moved in some bookcases and put up the collectibles. I'll, sh- I'll show some some of it off. Um, you can see I've got uh, like all my original D and D stuff. You can't see what's up here, but I've got like the original. Let me pull it down. Let me see. Here. I think it's worth showing because it's really cool. It's the original. You can see the. Original Dungeons and Dragons box set, one of my favorite art pieces. Um, It has everything in there, the poster stuff, all the original, um, just everything in like mint condition. Um, And then I've got my Dragon's Den. The boxes are a bit beat up because this is like original printing that I had from when I was a kid, you know. Um, There's the Dragon's Den box. I put those up there because I can't fit them on a shelf. You see the Monstrous Companion, the original D&D Rules Cyclopedia, (laughs) and then I've got obviously the AD&D Players Handbook, Dungeon Master's Guide, Forgotten Realms, all these uh, AD&D source books. I don't know if you remember when they put out these things um, back in the day for AD&D, but I've got like the the complete Psionics. Arms and equipment, um, bards, uh, gnomes, and halflings, just a, a bunch of them here, too many to name. Um, and then obviously, fifth edition, I've got the box set here, um, and then a shitload of stuff for Dark Sun. I used to love Dark Sun, um, so I've got the box set, all the, the dragon book, all the modules pretty much. Every module for Dark Sun is here. Um, and then I've got my original Cyberpunk, I've got Cyberpunk Red 2020, uh, the Night City Sourcebook. Um, here, I'll yank out some of these. I'd like to, sh- to show these off. I haven't gotten a chance to. Let's see here. We've got uh, the original Chromebook. Uh, Chrome 3 and 4. Uh, black Hand Street Weapons for 2020. You know, this is all the stuff I had from back when I was a kid, back 2020. Um, Osiris chip. These are all in great condition because I keep collectibles, you know, all, all the stuff I've kept from when I was a kid. I always kept in a trunk or in sleeves, cardboard backings. Like, I keep shit nice. Um, cyberpunk Street Fighting, official Artalsaurian uh, supplement. Um, chrome Berets, that's a great one. Um, chasing the Dragon, this was fun. I played the hell out of this a few times. I got to actually GM that one when I was younger. All um, Fall Down uh, for the first time when I GMed. Um, Uh, took parts from that one it was great um thicker than blood let's see green war northwest passage and then eco front um which i've I've pulled some some info from but i'm not a big uh a fan of that version you know as much but um but yeah those are 2020 days and then the Night City book, I actually recently, uh, me and Valerie, my wife, we've been putting up artwork, signed art pieces, and all these things that we've had that we haven't put up in, in forever. And um, through that, I decided, I'm like, man, I have the Night City uh, source book there with that beautiful map doing nothing but fold it up on the shelf. So I busted it out and we're, we're framing it in a nice poster frame and putting that up in the living room. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, and then aside from that, we've got, um, you know, yeah, tons of Funko. Um, It's basically like a lot of horror, (laughs) all the horror pops, Um, all the Garbage pale Kid pops and um, just, you know, Blade Runner and Dune, Fallout. Um, Up on top, I've got like all the G.I. Joe uh, pops. I used to love G.I. Joe as a kid. Um, And then down at the bottom, I've got all the original uh, Garbage Pail Kids, Um, like literally every single, like I've got multiple uh, books of them. With like all the originals you can see this is the very first series all in, in mint condition um, I have them all the way up uh, almost to current. I don't have on um, the new ones that came out in the last few years but, uh, but those are all on the bottom there it's kind of hard to see those uh, from this camera angle but um, but that's pretty much the show shel- the shelf uh, and the figures I got some uh, McFarlane uh, uh, dune figures the baron and just you know all, all, all the new ones that just came out um, but yeah, that's the shelf behind me and it's there. Uh, I've got some pictures i got to put up too. I've got some Arrakis ones and some other stuff I'll be putting up in the next week or so when I have time. Um, and that, that question was for Furious George um, and Sandon, who sent me that earlier. Same thing. Okay, let's see. Oh, hey, it's Derek. Hey, Rob, what's your philosophy when it comes to a... Awarding IP and Eddie's, wasn't sure if there was a way you determine the appropriate rewards for a successful job in regards to both IP and EB. Um, you know, Eddie's, it just depends on what's going on. I try to make things realistic to the session, to the moment, wherever they are, whatever their job they're doing, I have it make fair sense and be feel real, you know? I mean, sometimes I'll reward a lot, but sometimes shit will get taken a lot. You know, if you've ever seen my sessions, I play them real. I play them dangerous. Lots of twists, lots of crazy shit, you know? And as far as IP, I, I, I follow the book for the most part. Uh, it seems like most of my teams, most of my sessions average about 50 to 60 IP because um, I have some amazing players. They all role play fucking awesome. They're creative with their characters. It's just uh, you know usually average about you know, 50 or 60, sometimes more if they're really figuring shit out or, or completing a campaign that's been multiple sessions. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I must say you have such an amazing community here, super helpful and easy to talk to when I need a person or uh, when a new person asks ba- basic questions. <laughs> exactly. No one no one here is a gatekeeper. I hate that shit, man. When I first got into the scene, um you know, I felt like everyone was cool and open and quickly felt the backlash from some other streamers and people like just like anyone on the internet, you're going to get haters, you're going to get weird shit some gatekeeper like um, better than you attitudes and, and things. And like, man, it can get ugly. And like, I know what you mean. Uh, our community is absolutely the opposite of that shit. Everyone is so welcoming. Um, I don't care if you're new or if you're OG grognard style, like I don't give a fuck. Like if you like playing games and stuff, like let's hang out. Like I, I want you to be part of the community. I want you to contribute ideas, ask questions. Um, there are no dumb questions because like, uh, it sparks, other ideas and and things it's everything is helpful uh when you're discussing these things and you never stop learning if you're a good game master um or player you know you never stop learning you're you you uh are going to constantly evolve and change and think of more and more creative ways to play or gm a game um so you want more and more questions and things uh that maybe make you think outside the box so uh, I appreciate you saying that, Blazin. Um, you know, I, I am proud of the community uh, that we've started up here. It's not just me. Uh, we have a lot of people uh, pushing it, and I love that. Um, let's see here. I just started D&D like two years ago. I didn't even know this was a tabletop till the game store I played, had a game open. I don't think I jumped in a game faster before. Hell yeah. Yeah, and, you know, aside from Cyberpunk Red, make sure you also check out uh, Modifius' games, Modifius Entertainment. Um Fallout, Dune, some badass shit. Make sure you check out the streams when I get them going. Um, PWB, what are you hoping will be detailed in the Red Book release? In the new Red Book release. W- which one? Because uh, I know, you know there's Black Chrome, Rust is coming, so clarify that, PWB. Um, that stuff is awesome. I imagine you're, you're commenting about the stuff in the back. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's only a portion of the collectibles too i have way too much stuff um crosswire in our game it feels like sometimes depending on the weapon the range dv might be more difficult than the enemy evasion results is there any reason not to make the players roll on range dv before the enemy attempts a dodge um no i think that's part of making it fair i mean if if the enemy's evasion skill is better or worse than the dv it's Unfortunately, it's what it's going to be. I mean, uh, they can only evade if their reflexes are an eight or higher, meaning they can actually respond quick enough to be able to even try to evade. Um, but that doesn't mean they're good at evading. It just means that their reflex is good enough that they can try. And most of the time you're going to do that. You're not going to rely on the luck, just plain luck. Most people want to, you know, uh, take that, that uh, action in their own hands, so to speak. So I think that's why it's, it's like that. It, so it feels real. Um, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, there are no dumb questions. I literally probably just asked a dumb question. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. And you see I answered it. It makes sense. Uh, uh, but, and, and again, you can make, make the game the way you want. If something feels a little broken and you want to change up the rules, go for it. All these games are, are open to player and GM Uh, agency and just have fun with it make sure you're having fun and make it your own all right let's get some i have have more questions here on the list i want to nail um and i'll be right back to chat let's see um brad horton if you get surgery say for a cyber eye what's the recovery time i see cost and surgery time but how long is the character down for well um, in the in the book, it just says like you're in and out uh, for those surgeries because they're injecting you with like nano heal bots and shit. So like the second you get it done, it's heal it's healing you way quicker than you just naturally healing, and you're just out of there. Now if that feels a little too easy or you want to add some, go for it. You know make make it a day of rest at least or something. You know or make it like uh, yeah it's there and you're out. It's just an in and out, but um, you know it's sore or. Um, you can't fully use those functions for a full 24 hours until those muscles acclimate and get off the painkillers or nanobots are fully out of your system. I don't know. However, you want to creatively have it make sense. Uh, have it make sense, but yeah, at, at rules as written, uh, no, it doesn't. There's not a lot of downtime for that because of those uh, nano heal bots. Um, Tori RPG says, what upcoming streams and games do you have planned? Which excite you the most? I kind of mentioned that earlier. You know, I've got like two different monthly uh, Cyberpunk Red streams I run here at Cyberpunk Uncensored. Um, so that's, yeah, two a month. And then I've got the Fallout one every Tuesday. I'm playing in with Brandon uh, as overseer. Um, I'm getting ready to start a bi-monthly Dune uh, with some great players. Uh, I don't want to get too much into that because that's not going to start until like August, I think. Um, and then every Thursday, um, I'm GM of the Cyberpunk Red official weekly play for Sirenscape. So make sure you go over to Sirenscape on Twitch and you tune into that every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard. Um, I'm excited about all of those. But to be honest, uh, um, I love the Sirenscape stream because it's it's weekly. I've been doing it uh, a while now. Um, and we're like at the head of the campaign, like they're towards the end of this big campaign that they started with and I'm just excited about that. It's a lot of fun. Um but I'm also very excited to get into the Modifius gameplay. Like the, the Fallout oh Mad Queen every Friday I oversee that too on the Mad Queen channel. It's an, another gameplay. But I'm loving the Fallout and Dune stuff. I'm excited to get into those. Uh because Cyberpunk is OG to me. I love it. It's always going to be in my heart, but um, these new systems seem a lot of fun. Fallout seems really cool with like the super mutants and ghouls and just kind of crazy post-apocalyptic shit. And then Dune seems awesome because I love the vibe of Dune, um, the whole you know building a house and the family vibe of it and like the intrigue and like the way it's like political and the only combat is with blades and duels for the most part. It's very role play uh, heavy and I love that and just the whole vibe of Dune. Um, so I'm really excited about that one too to dive in. Um, let's see. Michelle Emily Cloud says, if a gang would be good for setting, for the setting but hasn't been established yet according to the timelines, is it possible to just hand wave things and say the timeline is off and this is when it actually happened to put an organization into the mix that shouldn't exist yet? Yes, of course. Absolutely. You know, RTG, Modifius, all these game companies, they always say like, you know, make it your own. If you want to homebrew something or change something, go for it. The number one rule in uh, role-playing games is, like, have fun. So have fun as long as you're having fun. So, like, if you want to change something to have it more fun or make more sense to you when you're at your table, go for it. Um, you know, pull in a gang that maybe didn't show up till 2077. Pull them into red. Or one that died off in 2020. Maybe they came back. There was a member, and they actually didn't die. And no one knew, and now they're back. And, like, do whatever you want. Be creative. Have fun. Um Okay, before I uh, get too deep on these questions, let me get back to chat. I want to make sure I don't miss anything here. Um, Let's see. Either or both books. Sorry for the word jumble in messaging before my evening coffee. Uh Uh-oh, I don't know which one that's for. Oh, either of those books. Either of the Chrome's. Yeah, no, I'm I'm hoping, you know, just more programs, uh, more weapons, more armor, uh, more cyberware, but I'm more excited for like Program cyberware, uh, number one. Uh, let's see here. I want to make sure I'm not missing any of these in the chat, so bear with me because I'm, I'm scrolling back and catching up. Uh, Crosswire says, awesome, thank you. Well, thank you for tuning in and contributing questions and shit. Um, Furious George, do you have any 2077 collectibles? Would you ever consider streaming your playthrough of t- uh, 2077 um yeah i've got well i've got the funko pops i've got uh like johnny and Takemura. where's uh, lost in the mix i don't see them um oh here's one he likes me wearing this shirt too <laughs> but i got the johnny one too somewhere but um It's the one where he's standing with the guns. Uh, But no no other collectibles for uh, for that. Uh, Maybe if I get sponsored or something. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I I would maybe stream some of the playthrough. I'd probably do it. There's a VR mod, and since me and Valerie do virtual reality live, I I would love to get that mod going when it's fully functioning and maybe stream uh, me walking around Night City. Um, not even trying to like follow the missions as much as just walking around, exploring in VR, and like checking out NPCs and shit. Maybe um, Savage says, "Am I doing this wrong? I usually tell my players what the DV for my shot, and then they make the choice on whether they are going to evade or not. They make the calculation and weigh the odds. Um, yeah, you can do that with the players." Um, and that's fun. I've done that before. Um, probably should do that more often, too, because um, it just adds just another element of free, you know, of agency for the players. Um, but like with NPCs, I always just rely on the reflex. You know, if if, uh, if the reflex is eight or higher, they're going to try to evade it no matter what. But uh, with players, yeah, go for it. I think that's a great thing. Ask them. Uh, let them decide. Um, you know, they, they they would know by their guns and distance kind of what the DV is, you know, even if that feels too mated to give them the number. Um kind of isn't in a sense because they would kind of know the distance and the best um to pull that off um and vice versa for players but i wouldn't tell them the dv first but you could um oh maybe that was a savage question that i missed previously well either way yeah I, i don't mind that i think it gives some agency but um hey what's up chuggy um, Chuggy's uh, going to be helping get our West March going, I believe. Maybe do some streaming with us. Uh, let's see. Furious. Yeah, I checked it out. The VR mod. It's pretty cool, exactly. <laughs> uh, what's your VR channel? Yeah, it, uh, well, I'm going to be pulling the Twitch. We only did it uh, on Facebook, and then we would VOD on YouTube, but uh, I'm going to be pulling them here on this channel. I'm going to keep it cyberpunk. It's going to be kind of like real life net running in a way. Um, and I'm only going to be focusing on games that are kind of like that. Um, but uh you can look up if you're on facebook look up virtual reality live or vr live um, and you'll see a bunch of past streams that me and valerie did uh, valerie's hilarious in vr she screams and laughs and gets startled and it's a lot of fun um let's see it's kind of a courtesy to tell the dv they could just measure it and look at the table themselves yeah yeah You botch the roll better with it guy dodged yeah exactly no i think it, it it doesn't matter. It's you know, GM discretion there if you want to. Um, in 352 so I stepped away, not sure if it was asked and answered with a surgical question. I had to walk the pups, but I read somewhere in the book that if you get things done at a higher level, it doesn't impact your humanity as much. Um, I may have read it wrong, but if not, I don't see a different aspect for that variable. Cyberware, higher level. Don't know if you get things done at a higher level, it doesn't impact your humanity as much. I Don't know what you mean, get it done at a higher level. Because um, really just the humanity loss has to do with you know, what you roll or if you're taking that average based on what you get done. Um, but yeah. Um, so on your Discord uh, crosswire, so on your Discord we got into a huge discussion on the limits of electronic security versus the need for a net runner. Can you speak on that? Like at one point, would you tell a solo with a high electronic security skill? No, you would need a netrunner, net runner. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're only using that to, to uh, counter um, environmental uh, defenses and control node stuff that you see in the book. There it has a certain DV, like a 17 or a 15 uh, uh, electronic slash security skill check. Um, but you're not going to be able to, like, deal with black ice and, um, you know, do too much. You're, you're basically, if if you're within uh, the six meter, you can try to counter uh, something. But you're not you're not really uh, um, doing nearly as much as a net runner in there, controlling everything and, and grabbing files and all that stuff. Um, so I would just allow them, you know, to kind of counter some defenses and control those. I would just base it on those charts and those DVs. Um, but not let them fully like engage with everything in the system or, you know, fully be in it like a net runner, obviously. Um, let's see, like hire Ripper Doc Street Hospital, et cetera. Sorry, bad explaining sometimes. Oh, uh, blazing about the, the medic thing. No, no, no. Uh, well, yeah, you can you can kind of, a GM could role play that, I guess. You know, like if someone's going to go to a shitty Ripper Doc, yeah, maybe um, you're going to, the the cyberware might be a little bit cheaper even. But the humanity loss, instead of just like a 2D6 for that piece of cyberware, uh, maybe as a GM, I'd add like a plus two, you know, 2D6 plus two humanity loss because it's cheaper cyberware. You're getting it at a discount or it's in a back alley ripper dock um, or you paid top money to go to this like uh, really nice doctor in a nice part of town or you went to the actual hospital or something you know uh in which case maybe i would uh lower it like instead of 2d6 it you know it'd be 2d6 minus two or something i don't know um, just think of different mods to have it make fair sense and don't be scared to uh to fuck with it just don't go too extreme because you don't want to you know uh, throw the balance off of the game um okay let's see i got some more questions here that were pre-sent to me uh jean francis paquette about using luck on a roll ability check like on charismatic impact for my rocker boy players is it possible or is that too easy with the luck yeah uh luck can be on anything uh, rules as written you can use luck on pretty much any role so um yeah let the players use their luck uh, on their roll ability role even the charismatic impact even if it seems like it's makes it too easy well you know what uh Later in that session, when there's some time they need luck, they're not going to have it. So maybe that felt easy there, but now it's, you know, has its repercussions. It's at its cost, you know what I mean? So um, rules as written, yeah, they can use it anywhere, any roll. Luck should be dynamic like that. And sometimes you can use it within the role play. Like, you know, they enter the room and they're looking for a certain thing. Have them roll a 1d10. If it's under their luck stat, they're lucky enough to find it in there. Or it's not there if it's above the luck stat. So don't be scared to do direct uh, stat rolls, which is the 1d10 too. And luck can be kind of like that. You can kind of use it like a stat, not just use it up as a, as a number. You know what I mean? Um, let's see Sandin. uh, What's up with the new background? Are those Funko pops? I already got into that. I shouldn't be reading that question again. I kind of skipped ahead because someone in chat already asked it. I think it was furious George. All right. Steve Kassane. I've got a question regarding how other GMs are running instances of players wanting to buy new gear. Maybe I've missed something in the rules. Oh, this is from our uh, red group someone sent me. It might have been answered, but I'll answer it here in the stream. Um, Maybe I've missed something in the rules about it, but all I've really seen is about night markets. Point me to it if I've missed it, though. So assuming that the night market section is where this is. Well, then how often can the players seek out a night market? What do they do if the one they find hasn't got the gear they want? Shit out of luck for the next week in game time or something similar. And first off, any night market, you know, you can roll from those charts to see what they have. Um, The other thing you might be able to do, I've done it before, is have them go to the night market. And if there's something they're looking for, have them roll, uh, you know, 1d10. and There's 50-50 chance if it's there. Have the players call an odd or even and roll a 1d10 or have them do the luck roll roll a 1d10 see if it's under their luck stat if you want to give them you know other chances other than only following those charts those are little home homebrew ways you can incorporate to see if if some of the shit is there that they're looking for but keep in mind night mark you know night markets are only for like that that uh, uh really uh beyond premium stuff or whatever um you can get everything up to premium up to like a hundred uh eddies so most of the things you're looking for uh, players can just go to a local shop or, or a, a fixer or somebody to get it. Um, anything above that, they'll, they'll definitely need a fixer in the night market to, to source it or get it. But also keep in mind, this is the time of red. So even if something is there, like it's it's below that premium cost or whatever, and it's available at any shops and shit, it might not necessarily be in stock at that shop. Maybe they go there and it becomes in a little side arc adventure or something like, yeah, it's available. It's, it's there, you can get it, but it's not at this shop. It's actually... Um, you know, it's been the delivery has been delayed. Uh, you got to go to our other shop location, which is on the edge of the combat zone. Maybe there's some sketchy encounters the players go through when they go to that shop, you know. So there's things you could do, or maybe they go to a night market and, uh, yeah, the, their items there, they rolled 50 50 chance, or you did the luck check, or it's just it, it landed on the chart, right? But you don't want to give it to them that easy. So maybe, yeah, it's there, but the fixer says something like, uh, yeah, I have that, but uh, it, I, I, my buddy. Um, you you got to go meet up with my buddy. Here's the address. Here's the name. You go pay him. Tell him, you know, so-and-so sent you and uh, and he'll hook you up. Um, you know, it's like a second party thing or something. Like, make it a process because it is the time of red and not everything is is easy to source or get. So keep that in mind. Um, Donna Trace, Trace Cuervo, uh, uh, which is my friend on Facebook. I think, is it Renee? Uh, but plays in GM Reservoir Pandas game. I think you were here in chat earlier. I saw you chiming in. You sent me this question earlier. Uh, It says, so my solo in this Nomad run. Yeah, you're doing capricious uh, nature's Nomad run. It is this one. So my solo in this Nomad run will be looking at employing lots of explosives. Everything from shaped uh, charges, mini grenades, landmines, white phosphorus, high explosives, etc. I've been looking in the core book, but can't find much on explosives other than grenade launchers, smoke... Flashbang rounds. Do you have any info that I can reference? Well, you're absolutely right. There's not a lot of info on it right now, but let's wait. You know, to the new Chromebooks come out. Chrome Black Rust is coming out. I know Rust is going to be more about nomad sourcing things and, and about having a source supplies. Black is probably going to be more about like cyberware programs, items, weapons, maybe things like that. Um, but wait for those. I'm sure there's going to be more explosives. Otherwise, um, pull from 2020. Go grab explosives from 2020 and just ask the GM to convert them to stats that make fair sense for red, because ultimately you'd be able to craft those types of explosives or source them or or, or things like that. Um, But as a GM, I wouldn't make it easy. Uh, You know, uh, grenades, those rocket launchers, things like that, like those are available a bit more maybe, you know, through night markets, through hookups and things. But if you're wanting to get like some of those other explosives and phosphorus and all these you know, creative ways uh, to harness your explosive uh, needs. Uh, I would say, you know, be creative as a GM in making them have to source that or get them. Make do something interesting to make that happen. Don't just make it a trip to the store and you got the cash and you get them. Um, but yeah, a- absolutely, you can pull from 2020. Um, just hit up your GM, and if and if you need any help, I mean, I'm sure Capricious, uh, if that's where you're you're doing it, or if you end up. Uh, doing in any other stream, those GMs are more than capable to convert and make fair sense out of it. Um, But if they do need help, hit me up. I can help. Not sure if you answered or not. Asked uh, Donna Tracy Cuervo, asked a question earlier, if you have all of the deets for the meetup on the 31st figured out yet. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I'm doing a get together here at the house. Um, if you're anywhere near Riverside, California, it's right outside of LA. That's where we live now. And, um, yeah, we're throwing together, uh, get a little party, I guess, a get together on the 31st, um, just to basically cook food, eat some food and snacks, maybe play some yard games, hang out, uh, stream live, basically hanging out in person. We're going to stream it. I've got like a big wide camera for the living room. Um, obviously this camera, we've got our cell phones, I'll probably stream on Twitch, I'll have another camera doing YouTube, maybe my cell phone streaming to the Cyberpunk Uncensored Instagram, um, that way people can kind of hit up the different social media and check out different angles of the party or hanging out. Um, right now I've only got a couple people confirmed, uh, uh, Donna will Cuervo being one of them, but Daniel who played on Rio in my original team Nameless, he's coming over, he lives right down the street too. And then obviously me and my wife, Valerie. Um, I invited uh, uh, Mickey and Heather who were playing in Team Spicy back in the day, Um, but they might not be able to make it. He has work. Um, So we'll see. But no exact details on that. We'll probably, you know, get together in the early afternoon, um, you know, and cook and hang out all evening uh, until night, Um, you know, and just pretty much chill and hang out uh, until we're bored. Um, we'll see, but once I get details together, I'll post them or send them to everybody. And anybody watching, anybody listening, if you're in the Southern California area and you want to uh, partake in hanging out, July 31st, make sure you hit me up on any of the Cyberpunk uncensored social medias and let me know you're interested, and I'll hook you up with the info. It'd be great to hang out. We might even, maybe we'll uh, play and stream a one shot or something uh, with some pre gens or with our characters or something. I don't know. We'll think of something fun to do. Uh, Let's see, I'm wanting to get, let me make sure I'm not missing any more. So I stepped, okay. I'm catching up, bear with me. I just want to scroll and make sure I don't miss anything. Um, I'm wanting to get a real microphone, not one that's attached to a headset. Yours sounds pretty good. What are you running? Um, It's just a SMU1 uh, USB mic. I forget the brand because I've got this. Uh, Chaotic on it I don't know if you've ever seen these But they're these Sort of breath screen uh, uh, Foam balls um, And it helps with like Eliminating room noise I use this to record Like vocals Voiceovers uh, When I do puppet voices For my show I was using it uh, Voiceover stuff For Sirenscape Um, But yeah I use it for streaming Sounds pretty good But I would just get like A condenser mic USB And it'd be better Anything's better than those uh, Little ones Sometimes those can Really be annoying Um, let's see can you explain expensive premium luxury etc titles on weapons what does it change other than the time it would take to repair do they have a mechanical difference sorry i haven't been able to find an explanation yeah they have those categories because it it basically links them to all other things like you just mentioned you know um it, it allows when it's put into those categories other rules to implement that to have it make sense so like if you know all right. Anything above this cost bracket, you know, premium or whatever, um, I have to source at a night market. Now you know any of the items that are priced above that 500 mark or 100 mark or whatever these brackets are are sourced here. Or if I can only repair items within this price bracket at a DV 15, if I go up to this price bracket, it's a DV 17, and here's a 22 or whatever. Again, it's it's using the price so those price brackets are set up not just to simplify things. Like I know some people want it to be like $37 and 52 cents. I want specific change and, you know, dollars and I want it to feel real and have more diversity. And like, that's cool, but that's way too much fucking crunch. Like, uh, you know, the way it's set up now, it simplifies that mundane shit of pricing and stuff, but it allows it to, like I said, be put into brackets that quickly implemented into, like you said, repairs, sourcing, all that sort of stuff so uh, modding it so um, that's that's what you're using it for basically Uh, let's see hello totally missed the stream no problem i I put all the vods on the youtube so you can jump in now we still have more questions i'm going to be answering if you have any questions put them in chat and then check out cyberpunk uncensored on youtube and subscribe to that please subscribe to our youtube channel i would really appreciate that i put all the the video the live streams there i put all the vods there usually within a week of the stream sometimes a little longer uh if i'm backed up let's see crosswire says party at rob's coolest thing a creator has ever done (laughs) hell yeah wish i wasn't in ohio uh you got me excited i thought for a second you were going to be like fuck yeah i'm coming over (laughs) i thought that was going to be cool uh but yeah no exactly you know I, i back in the day when i was a touring musician uh we would have huge shows and we would have an after party at our house After every show, and we would sell out big fucking clubs. Like, I was playing Hard Rock Live, selling it out to like over 3,000 fucking people. And we'd be on the stage, like, hey, after party at the D Root House, you know? And everybody knew where it was. And we'd be pulling up to the house by the time we got all our equipment loaded up and shit. And there'd be a row of cars down the street, parked across the street in the uh, post office parking lot, all in our front yard. Uh, It was a lot of fun. Uh, But it it bit me in the ass uh, later on. We came back from the Warp Tour. And someone stole our video camera with the video in it from the tour. And that had all the footage from all the cities we toured in and shit. All the bands we partied with. All, I, oh my god, so depressing. I don't even want to talk about it. Shit depresses me. Um, but yeah, party at my house. We're going to have a good time. Um, I think it'll be good for the Cyberpunk Uncensored uh, community. And uh, to talk about all these new games and things we're getting involved with too. Uh, like I said, maybe do a one-shot. Or at least eat food. Maybe some yard games, you know. Um, hanging out with my doggies. Let's see blazing there's quite a few that are amazing i use at 2020 and have a, a go xlr mixer oh okay okay about the microphone and stuff yeah but you can use a lot of cheaper mixers because go xlr is very expensive yeah i don't even use a mixer i just mic directly in usb um good enough for me uh, i control the volumes in obs when it comes to triggering like sirenscape and other things that matter um maybe when I have a bit, you know, more money that I want to put into that, maybe I'll get a mixer and things if I need it. But so far, shit has sounded just fine in my streams and videos and stuff. Um, And honestly, if things go a little odd, I don't mind it because as you see in most of my videos, I'm like 100% live. Like I never pre-record or edit my shit. Like I like to keep things real. Uh, My interviews, my gameplay, things like this. Like I just want to live stream. I want to um, hopefully make it feel like you're just sitting down and chilling with me for a moment and we're just having a fucking conversation. You know what I mean? Um, and that being said, like, I don't, I don't worry about mixing and editing too much, you know? Um, let's see here. If I wasn't in Florida, Blazon says, oh shit, where do you live in Florida? Um, I lived in Indian Rocks Beach uh, back when I was a kid and uh, in Largo for a little bit. And then uh, I lived in, Orlando and Sanford and Lake Mary. When I was talking about the after parties, the D Root House after big Hard Rock Live shows that was in Orlando. In um, Lake Mary was our D Root House. And we used to sell out Hard Rock Live there um, in Orlando, over three thousand people, and House of Blues as well. Uh, that capacity was a bit smaller; it was only like two thousand or something. But um, big shows, we would throw big parties there for like ten years. I lived over there, um, so let me know, Blazin, where Where are you at in Florida? That's crazy um crosswire pay for my flight to florida blazin i'll bring the fam and we will play some cyberpunk (laughs) that's funny florida's too hot i say y'all just pay for flights to come to cali for a minute um blazin says i hate florida me too man it's way too fucking hot and humid there although i will say i came back and did a show in orlando a few years ago Um, i had to go there um unfortunately for my uncle's funeral Uh, rest in peace and Orlando was way cooler than when i left it it reminded me a little bit of LA of Hollywood in a sense that it had like more galleries and even like a museum and like cigar bars and weird things like it it, it reminded me of Burbank they had like the falling lights in the trees down uh, orange avenue in Orlando um which reminds me of Burbank so uh florida got a bit cooler since i left but um cooler in the sense of like Fun stuff and interesting stuff. Not cooler by temperature. It's still way too fucking hot and humid there. I, I, I hate it there for that. <laughs> um, uh, Blue Yeti is another good mic, Blazon says. I agree. I had one. It broke, though, on me. So I ended up using this USB and haven't looked back. Works fine. Um, crosswire. I wish I was coming. Yeah, Savage. Uh, my wife has the Nano, and I'm not impressed. Um, yeah, more mic talk. All right, working working on a hot start like Rob did for his Team Nameless session one. My plan is to introduce my players NPCs solo while they're all taken prisoner. Problem is they all have really high resist, torture, and drug skill, which makes it tough to get them captured. Any suggestions? Do like I did. Start them off right in it. Start them off captured. You saw what I did with my session, and I've done it before. I've done it in different sessions, different ways of, of just kind of starting uh interrum or whatever you call it just right into it um you know have them wake up fucking zip tied naked in a bathtub no i I did that's how i did mine you know i'm kind of famous for throwing them in a bathtub especially naked no weapons you know then they have to rely on like whatever cyberware weapons they might have or their martial arts and brawling and shit. it's it causes for some fun um and uh you know then they got to do contortion or maybe athletics or strength check to break out of the zip ties that's a way um, but yeah, that's my suggestion. Start them right in the mix of something chaotic, something scary. Um, especially if they have a good resist torture and drugs, skip that role. Start them already fucked up by those drugs. They were already drugged and they didn't even realize it. Now they're waking up from it. Something like that. You know, you know what I mean? Um, and it's a lot of fun. Players have fun diving into a moment like that. It's very unexpected. I mean, if you've seen any of my streams of gameplay, one-shots or ongoings, um, I'm kind of known for twists Um, Little plot twists and definite unexpected um, um, things that you have to get through, you know. Um, Let's see here. Thanks for the AMA. So cool, man. Everyone take care. Crosswire, later. Sorry you got to go. If there's anything beyond this, uh, like I said, you can check it out in the VOD. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate that. Savage, McNavage. Yeah, I was looking for around one or two at most, but honestly, it'd be a waste for me because I don't record or stream. Yeah, mics, sound mixers, all that. If you're not recording and streaming, it's not, not worth all that. You know, you can be fine with just a head mic headphones so at least play uh, with people online. Uh, Furious George says, I used to live in Florida. Now I live in California. Me too. <laughs> Blazing, I live in Spring Hill about an hour north of Tampa. Oh, okay, but I also lived in Tampa and Lakeland. Nice. I was also stationed in Fort Stewart, GA for a bit. Only time I've been in Cali was Fort Irwin for training. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, uh, when I lived over near Tampa, uh, Indian Rocks Beach is kind of near there, like near Clearwater. And then uh, um, Largo is kind of uh, north of Tampa a bit. But that's awesome. That's crazy, man. Small world. Um, Furious George says, raised in Tampa and then lived in the Orlando area. Oh, that's awesome, man. Absolutely. Small world. Crazy. Savage says, my wife grew up in Glendale. We are in Washington now. And I shit you not, she looked up plane tickets to come to your party. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's really cool. Um, Yeah, and and, uh, uh, just let me know if anybody's coming in. That would be a lot of fun, man. Just hit me up online. There's still some time. It's on the 31st. Um, Super casual, too. Not stressful at all. Like I said, even if we're streaming, it's going to be just hanging out, eating food, talking about games or collectibles or uh, playing some yard games like, you know, Throwing the fucking bean bags into the holes Or some horseshoes or something Or maybe we're just hanging out with my dogs Um, Super casual Just to hang out Um, Let's see Would you be down with airing pre-recorded game sessions I do, I do Uh, I don't, not mine Um, But I do uh, air them Uh, GM Gomi. Uh, If you go to the YouTube, you never see him on the Twitch and it's because he doesn't stream them. Uh, He pre-records them and then he he sends them to me and I upload them to YouTube. He's already up to like session eight or something like that. Um, You can check it out in the playlist, all other GMs on the Cyberpunk Uncensored YouTube. But yeah, any GMs out there, if you want to stream with us, you have an idea for a show or something, hit me up. Uh, Whether it's an idea that we run with or you want to stream it or you want to pre-record some gameplay for us us to put out, um, I would love that. Uh, Just make sure... It's fun. It's interesting. You know what I mean? I don't want to put out anything that's boring, obviously. <laughs> so be creative with that. Um, let's see. Monkeys3 says, thanks, Rob. I'll just drop them in and go from there. Exactly. Um, gunfighter. Oh, nice. I was in Fort Campbell, Kentucky when I was in the... Tw- okay, cool. Another military person. It's awesome. Thank you, everyone, for serving. We appreciate that um gunfighter says i want to go to the party but damn it's far and the borders here are locked so i don't know if i could get home yeah i wouldn't risk it then (laughs) emblazoned it is basic there in kentucky all right cool let's get back to some more gm questions i have here that were pre-sent to me i want to make sure i get to all of them um let's see okay bk brian who's here in chat awesome Uh, let's see, BK313, how dynamic of a net architecture can you make as GM for someone who wants to do a quick hack as opposed to what you do for a net runner? Um, I mean, you can do anything. If you've seen my streams, I've had systems where it's like literally two levels, you know, if it's something like typically, like if to say they want to hack something like out in public, right? Um, If they're not going to go into like a bar or a shop or maybe, or a corp, office or headquarters where maybe it's a more elaborate system maybe there's a basic you know two-level system just in the street controlling that intersection traffic light street lights um uh, street aut- automated street clean system if you're in a nice area uh, maybe combat zone wouldn't have one or maybe it's broken i don't know they're uh they're, even the system you know might not even be one in, in public in combat but you can make them small yeah you can make a very small system or a very large system it doesn't matter um but yeah, let me make sure I'm not reading that wrong. Can you, As a GM for someone who wants to do a quick hack as opposed to... Yeah, I'm getting that right. Exactly, you make small ones. And sometimes I'll even streamline some of the that stuff. Um, like if it's a system that's a bit elaborate um, and maybe there's a lot of black ice, I might skip over some of the password stuff or vice versa with some of the black ice. Um, um, typically, it'll be the password sort of stuff. Um, because I want to get back to the rest of the team. Because as much as Red has streamlined net running, sometimes it can still pull away from gameplay when a net runner has like three or four net actions and it's an elaborate system with a lot of shit going on. Um, So just keep that in mind, you know. Uh, Let's see. Um, I think I got to... Yes, I got to all the questions that were pre-sent to me. That's awesome. I'm going to close this file, but I am going to just re-mention Samurai Max, Kickstarter for that Tokyo in 2100. Make sure you check that out. I put the link in the description. I'm going to redrop that link in because I really appreciate Samurai Mac. He's also a supporter on my Patreon. Make sure you bookmark this link and show him some love. All right, let me get make sure I'm catching up to the questions in chat. Let's see. I think I got everyone. Uh, yep. Okay, can't find it again in the book, but I saw something in there. This is from Blazing 352 that you can rip cyberware out but have to repair it if you do it that way. I can't find it. Um, How do you take it out without ruining it? You would need a med tech. Um, I uh, I don't have it right in front of me, um, but you're right in everything that you just said. Uh, Anybody can just rip out some cyberware, um, but it's going to damage it and then you have to repair it unless you have a med tech successfully take it out without damaging it. Um, So at that point, you got to think if it's worth it, you know, if you're not the person to repair it, what's going to be the cost to repair it versus what you're going to be able to sell it for. Um, So you just want to think about that. And then the time it takes to do it in the book, it mentions something about that, like it takes 10 minutes or five minutes or something like it can take a while. And maybe if you're in a position where combat just happened, you don't want to hang out and deal with that because you hear sirens approaching, something like that. You know what I mean? Um, Let's see. Uh, oh, and Gunfighter answered that in the very next comment. There's got to be a med tech. Yeah, if you want to remove it uh, nicely, you've got to be a med tech. Absolutely. Um, so maybe a dumb question. No dumb questions in here. This is from just some guy in Tennessee, it looks like. Uh, but do dark guns use the same ammo as crossbows and are both silent? Both are silent. Um... And no, they don't use the same exact ammo, I don't believe, unless it has it in there uh, that they use bolts, but I believe crossbows are listed as bolts, and uh, dart guns are using darts. Um, let's see, gunfighter, depending on GM, you may also have to have surgery ranks. Oh, about removing cyberware. Uh, well, it depends on what the book says. I, I don't have it directly in front of me, but but no matter what, yeah, yeah, you have to be a med tech to be able to remove that. Um, why are nomads so relied upon in Red 2045? Um, it's because nomads are just badass wanderers and travelers. You know, they were migrant workers and just all about traveling back in 2020. i um, all about family. You know, pack oriented. So it makes sense that by the time in red in two thousand forty five, you know, after the fourth corporate war, nuke bombs drop. All of a sudden, you know, communication roadways aren't complete. There's all this like badland shit out there. There's no more supply chains or like, you know, easy ways to to stay supplied. So who are you going to turn to? Um, you're going to turn to a group that's very pack and family oriented. Um, that you can trust, that that's been out there traveling before. They're they're used to that. They're very good with vehicles, which you need to travel out there. Um, it's the nomads. You're not going to want to trust corporate convoys as much because you can't trust the corpos. Um, plus, they're not that experienced in the Badlands, really. Uh, they're not all about vehicles and shit. They have the money to throw at them, but like nomads are built for that shit. Like it's 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 part of their genetic makeup, you know. So it's like it's they naturally evolved into that position. Um, and they're great at it. Oh, let's see. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, oh, Blazing, thanking me for the previous answer. No sweat. Gunfighter, appreciate you, man. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Seriously. Don Tracy Cuervo says just drag the carcass to a med tech or ripper doc uh, to scavenge the cyberware. You could do that. I had a team uh, take a body before uh, to hide the evidence more so than to take it to a ripper dock. But I remember back when I was younger playing 2020. Um, I used to do that as a solo. Sometimes uh, I would take the whole body and take it to a ripper dock and sell the body parts, cyberware, sell it all. You know, um, Red. Luckily, they kind of toned that down. You know, body parts aren't worth it um, to any dock or ripper dock. They can just clone normal body parts and shit. So, kind of eliminated that that happening. You know, Blazing 352. If you're if you're field stripping, what would you set DVs for that or the time wasted? um it's in the book i believe if you're you know uh stripping cyberware there's a certain dv based on the cost maybe i'm trying to remember off the top of my head but um but yeah it's it's all there and it it does list the time if i'm not mistaken on how long that'll take to repair or remove or whatever uh, based on the dv which is also based on cost of item you're fucking with again comes into those price brackets it kind of puts everything into those things where you can get all these answers. But I don't have that directly in front of me. Um, and look, hey, that, that, that might also be something. Back to that question asked earlier about what else would you need other than that digital GM screen that I have at Cyberpunkinsensor.com. And I mentioned, you know, printing out rollability uh, information possibly to add to it just so you can quickly reference what you need to know. There's something else. Maybe these DV lists for repairing removing cyberware in cost brackets and what dvs maybe a quick little chart combining those would be nice and if anybody puts something like that together hit me up let's put it on the on the cyberpunkuncensored.com website as a, a quick little download or a, a one sheet um, in errata or an addition to our gm screen that would be great let's see here you killed it marky mark impersonator oh talking about that's how i got my paint editor had to Kill a Marky Mark poser to get it. it was bittersweet. You killed a Marky Mark impersonator, blazing ass. That's funny. I love uh, creative uh, poser gang things. If anyone saw my one shot uh, where I had the poser gang called the Tiger Kings uh, based on the, the retro docuseries from back in the day where uh, he looked like the leader looked like Joe Exotic, Joe Exotic with uh, Carol Baskin as his, his woman. check these other questions um i think i'm caught up oh okay uh furious towards asks, are you getting cyberpunk red combat zone no i'm not is that that skirmish uh correct me if i'm wrong that's the the skirmish set thing that was put out by monster fight club right i'm not a fan i don't like i don't want to tone down my agency you know what i mean if that's what you're referring to um Part of why I love tabletop role-playing games is the fact it's a big open world. You can go anywhere, you can do anything, you know, within reason. Um, yeah, it's the board game, Furious, George, just confirmed. And uh, anyways, back to what I was saying, like, tabletop role-playing games, I mean, it's an open world, free, free agency, and I feel like that tones it down. It pulls it into that board game feeling. I don't need that shit. Like, I can play a board game if I want to do that, and I, I'm, I'm over board games. I used to do that when I was a kid um i'll still throw down on some like you know uno the card game or like monopoly or life or something like with with my parents when they're visiting or staying with us um but you know what i mean i i i I don't like that i don't don't like the monster fight club skirmish game i think it's it's toning down what a what a tabletop role-playing game is and just making it into a, a board game which is cool for what it is if you're into that good for you if you like that i don't um Let's see oh board game i thought it was the kill like kill team no yeah exactly it's it's a uh, yeah cyberpunk red combat zone by monster fight club it's pretty much a board game it's not a, not as fun just play the fucking tabletop role playing game go all out you know <laughs> but maybe it's an easy you know it's easily digested little mini rule set with pregens and a board game maybe it's easy to get people into it the same way they did the kickstarter or not kickstarter the jump start kit sorry um let's see savage asks so fallout tabletop role-playing game is out already i was seeing advertisements for pre-ordering the book what am i missing yeah you pre order the physical book which is coming out like next week or something or if it's not already um because it's coming out in july which we're in um but you get the pdf you get the digital copy immediately i think that's what you're seeing people talk about um but dune's already out you can get that Um, Gunfighter asked, "The models would be cool to use for in-person games." Yeah, exactly. But I'm gonna let you know right now, everybody watching, we're getting ready to launch a Cyberpunk Uncensored Kickstarter. That's gonna come with, you know, options for different dice sets um, that are specific, like to help with Cyberpunk. You get like six D sixes, two D tens. You get the case option, which looks like a magazine uh, for a gun. Um, These uh, collapsible, portable dice tower um and there's going to be minis with it uh hitting the different roles. and these minis come with magnet arms and heads so you can change out the arms with different weapons and the heads absolutely a a game changer when it comes to minis um so we're going to put that shit out soon i'm I'm just finishing working on the kickstarter page Uh, hopefully we'll put that out in the next couple weeks few weeks and um and yeah uh i would love everyone to check that out support it please support our kickstarter when that shit launches if you can't afford to buy some of the badass products in it um at least share it and post it around so other people can and yeah we're gonna we're gonna ship them everywhere um i'm over here in la and my partner for that is in italy um so both both sides of, of the fucking pond we're gonna be hitting uh shipping and stuff so everyone's covered um, let's see here. When's, when are the next cyberpunk books coming out? Uh, last when we talked to Jay and James, they couldn't give a specific, but very soon. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yo, tell me you're shipping over here. Yeah, exactly. No, we're shipping everywhere um, when we do our Kickstarter, all the cyberpunk uncensored products. And those dice towers, uh, uh, portable collapsible dice towers. Um, on the Kickstarter, it's going to be the Cyberpunk Uncensored one, but when the, when the Kickstarter is done, everything will be available on the cyberpunkuncensored.com web store, but, um, we're also going to be releasing, uh, dice towers in different colors with different brands like Roll to Cast, How to Be a Great GM, um, there's a few others, so you'll be able to get, support other streamers and brands by getting their, uh, portable dice tower too, and, um, they're really cool, they have front, you can get them in different colors and they have front, uh, plastic uh, tabs um that it's where the dice kind of end up in the pool and you can change those out and we make them with different catchphrases like double sixes only crits shit like that it's it's really cool um let's see is there anything for cyberpunk minis like dnd has hero forge i think that you can kind of use hero forge with that because they have their whole sci-fi elements correct me if i'm wrong i think but maybe not, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not, honestly, I'm not huge on minis. I didn't get into them until my partner started showing me these magnet ones and uh, what we're doing for our Kickstarter. I was like, now, now those I can get behind. They're fucking dy- dynamic. You know, you can do multiple things with them, it's not just a set uh, mini. Uh, let's see. Oh, Savage says, thank God for more than four D6s like the red dice set. Exactly. Thank you for fucking noticing that. That is the whole point, man. Like, I got the dice set. I have them right here. And they're called Essential, and they're absolutely not essential. They they only give you 4D6, and you need 6D6 when you play red. Not to mention they are so fucking hard to read. Like, I understand they want to get all creative and make it look like all glitchy and digital, like, like uh, circuitry and stuff. But there's a tactful way to do that. You can still read it, and you're going to see it with my dice sets. With Cyberpunk Uncensored dice sets, they look like that cyberpunk like sci-fi vibe, like very circuitry and modern, you'll see, but really easy to read. And you get the proper amount. You get six D6s and two D10s. And and a a case that looks like a fucking magazine for a gun. It's it's really cool. Um, So, so much better. Um, Let's see. Um, yes, I'm getting magazines. Looked hella dope. Nice. That's awesome. Um, not expensive at all. Like we're we're gonna have um, everything be super fucking affordable. Um, it's gonna be like uh, uh, you know 19.99 and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like um, nothing is gonna be like 50 dollars or 99.99 or 100 dollars for this. You know, premium collector set or something like. A- absolutely not. I'm more interested in everyone being able to afford it and buy it because I would rather everyone use our products and promote them rather than have it some like exclusive thing that only some people can afford. You know what I mean? Um, There's no need for that. It's all made out of the same resins and plastics and wood and things and paint and like, you know what I mean? Like unless it's made out of like diamonds and gold or like precious stones and metals, it's like, I don't know. Um, All right, let's see. I'm going to miss 86 rocket launchers. Yeah, no, we, we talked about uh, there's going to be some stretch goals, um, some things to help with, with some of the more heavier things that might pop up. Um, there's also some cool stuff from Lion Banner Games, from Sirenscape, um, a campaign uh, supplement, um, just all kinds of cool stretch goal stuff that's going to come into play. Let's see. Blazon says, yeah, I came from D&D and would actually love Uh, To switch a few of my D and D night games for Cyberpunk, hell yeah! Leave some room for Fallout and Dune uh, for Modiphius too, because those game systems are badass. Furious says, "Cool, Uh, excited to be checking it out." I appreciate that, man. Hopefully, everybody checks them out. Um, Kickstarters are hard, you know. You got to promote it yourself. You got to rely on like family and friends and like. I'm hoping that like we've created a good community here where like like I said, even if people don't buy them or can't afford it. Or don't want don't want to buy them, they'll At least help us share it and promote it around to like Facebook groups, Twitter, on Discords. Like, um, I imagine like uh, you know someone out there is gonna really like these products and want them, even if uh, even if you don't. You know what I mean? Like, even if you are not gonna buy them, someone out there is gonna dig it. So hopefully, we'll get at least some support on, on the promoting and helping us share stuff around. Um, can you give a bit of insight on the deep? Uh, 2D20 system. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's see. Um, Okay, I didn't miss those questions. All right, yeah. No, the 2D20 system is basically like every check, you're rolling 2D20s. And, um, you know, the difficulty is either going to be like a 1 or a 2. Usually, sometimes it might be a 3 or a 4 or 5 in like extreme cases, in which case you can use action points to add in more D20s. Um, to your roll, but whatever the difficulty is, is how many d20s need to come up um, less than your uh, stat plus your skill. So you're you're trying to roll less than. So like let's say you're doing uh, uh, like a perception check or a sneak check or something, and you're using your perception plus sneak or perception plus whatever, or agility plus locked, lock pick, right? You would take your stat plus your skill, whichever it is, you add it together, and that's the number you want to roll under. So if you roll 2d20s and both of them come up under, that's considered two successes. Whatever the difficulty is is what you want to beat. So if it's just a difficulty of one and you roll two successes, you not only beat it because you only needed one success to successfully pull that off, you, you got above that one difficulty. You have a two successes that translate to an action point so your team can uh as a team not individually but as a group you can accumulate action points up to six and then you use those action points for different things to add an extra d20 to rolls if you want to make sure that you nail it or um you can cut time in half it takes to do certain things there's different things that you use action points for but that's it in in a a Cliff's notes nutshell of how the 2d20 system works: It's using those 2d20s, and you're rolling under your stat plus skill, um, and the difficulty is set by GM. But there's a, there's a bit more to it, obviously. But that's the gist of it. You see how it works. Um, let's see. Do people? Uh, Furious George asks: Do people actually live in the combat zone? Why would anyone want? Why would anybody want to live in that if they are? Um, if there are. Uh, Is it blocked off by a wall or a fence or can you just walk in and out as if you please? Yeah, no wall, no fence. Um, People live there because that's what they can afford. You know, it's that or live on the street in most cases. If you can't afford to live in one of the big mega complexes or a corporate situation or something, maybe, you know, you have to live in the combat zone. Mega complexes and those big sort of like overpopulated Haywoods sort of places, you know, where it's like these huge stacks of apartments and shit. As as cheap as that is, and as like dismal as that seems, it's still a step up from the combat zone. And the city is filled with people that can't even afford that, you know. Um, so they're stuck in the combat zone. Think of like booster gang families and people and criminals and shit. Where like, you know, like uh, they're not working in warehouses and factories as much, and they're living in shitty like apartments or rundown buildings or like squatting in rundown houses or places with multiple people. Um, it's just, it's cheaper. It's really, it's a, it's, uh, it's what you can afford. You know what I mean? Um, let's see. And Blazon says, I mean, it's what? A hundred eddies a month, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like way different. Furious George, isn't there radiation in the combat zone? Well, it depends. Um, it depends on where you are. Ra- uh, uh, it's radiation is coming from the hot zone. So combat zone is different from hot zone. If you in the time of red, if you look at red and that map, um, you'll see right in the center where it's all blacked out. That's the hot zone. That's kind of ground zero to the pocket nuke that happened in the Fourth Corporate War. Um, and that's, you know, shit's underground. Uh, I'm going to be having some, some sessions involving that. I don't want to say too much because some, some of my players on my different streams watch these, so I don't, I don't want to give it away. But, um, but yeah, hot zone. That's where you might run into a little bit of radiation and shit like that. Combat zone, not so much. But if you look at the map, uh, there's edges of other zones around the hot zone, and maybe if you're on the edge, you might catch a little radiation, you know what I mean? Um, and he's asking, or is it just like demolition? demolitioned buildings? No. Um, I mean, the hot zone is kind of like that, uh, but it's all broken down. You can still travel inside the buildings and things. It's all fucked up and broken and, you know, on its side or upside down, or it's in disarray, but, uh, but it's not completely you know demolished uh, some parts obviously are i mean a pocket nuke went off there and if you're referring to the combat zone um yeah there's parts that are demolished in combat zone too because they're just so run down You know, nobody's rebuilding parts of that um, unless within your campaign you do that which i've done too uh, maybe private uh, uh angel investors or corporations uh to look good might invest in rebuilding up parts of combat zone but it also might be a form of like uh, gentrification so uh, you can play that into some of your gameplay Let's see. Make sure I catch up on these questions. Okay, Blazon asks, Is there a video to watch to inform about the backstory that's in the book, or is it only reading that we get the info about the cyberpunk world we'd live in? Uh, go to Cyberpunk Uncensored on YouTube. Check out the playlists and look for the Cyberpunk Uncensored playlist. I don't know if it says Cyberpunk Uncensored podcast or just Cyberpunk Uncensored because I have like GM tips, different gameplay interviews, uh, but the playlist that just says Cyberpunk Uncensored, it has like um, a complete timeline breakdown from 2020 through Red up to 2077. Um, It has like the top 75 Cyberpunk style movies and TV series. It's that playlist. That's the one you want. That has a lot of cool... uh, vibe and characteristic stuff to living in in night city in the time of red also look up night city live and deep dive series night city live will probably be very helpful for you um, because that's where i talk about um, everything night city and cyberpunk you know forms of entertainment what you might see types of weather like all the the flavor in living in the city so um check out all that so cyberpunk uncensored on youtube check out the different playlists there, um, lots of great information, and and be sure you know if you like that shit, give it a share. I would really appreciate that. I ask all the time, and not a lot of people do. Um, please take a minute to actually share my videos. It, it would mean a lot to me. Um, it's the only way that I'm able to kind of spread the word, get more fans and friends and people into the cyberpunk uncensored community, um, is by letting them know and. I could use the help. I mean, I know I come across like a fucking one-man army and I've got a team of friends helping me already, um like my beautiful wife, capricious nature and all the mods and admins and people in the Discord and such. But um but you see how it is, like uh the internet is just filled with so much stuff that it is it's hard to break through unless you're spending tons of money on ads, which I don't have. So Um, I rely on the community to help. So seriously, if you dig my videos and streams and things, please give it a share, recommend it to friends. Uh, It means a lot. Uh, let me make sure I got all these questions. Um, yeah, gunfighter. Exactly. That's part of my combat zone too. Some are getting rebuilt. Most of it's garbage. Yep. Are there any questions we forgot to ask? Um, Savage McNavage. Yeah, that's a good question. Are there any questions we forgot to ask? That's probably the best question. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Blazon says, oh, sweet thanks. I don't mind reading but watching as much. Yeah, me too, exactly. Like, uh, that's why I make those Crash Course videos. And if you see my videos, I try to like you know, talk fast, reiterate the key points that are the most important. I try to not fill it with too much fluff. There's not a lot of fancy editing where I'm trying to be creative or too funny or, hey, like me. I try to just get to the fucking point. I try to give up the information and, like I said, reiterate the important parts. And um, I hope you appreciate that because that, that's why I do that is because I'm like you. Like, I'll read the rule books, but I would much rather watch videos and tutorials and things. It just, I absorb it so much easier and better. And then I can re-watch them and re-listen uh, in the background while I'm working online or I'm working out or I'm doing something else and, and just get that information again. Um, so I'm with you on that. Absolutely, Blazon. Let's see. I've sent your shit to all the players and it has helped me understand greatly. Blazon says, Oh, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate that. Um, sharing my videos with your players, GM, anybody, uh, anywhere online, I, like I said, it means a lot to me, seriously. Let's see. Blazon says, The thing I like is you comment on them pretty fast most times i ask questions on youtube it gets drowned and never answered yeah man Um, i pride myself on that if you check out my gameplay streams and things like i'm kind of one of the first in gameplay even to hit up chat let chat contribute ideas to the gameplay um i've made it even a part like on the point on the the bit system and twitch where you can contribute to add a plus two for players to use and things and like um I'm very interactive, and, I, and I, like I said, I pride myself on that, on bringing that aspect into the streaming world of tabletop role playing games and these tutorials and things. Um, you know, I'm live all the time, and I'm very interactive and, and with the chat. So um, thanks for fucking noticing that. Um, I'm proud of it. <laughs> Let's see. How many tattoos do you have, Furious a lot. A lot. Um, I mean, not more than some like I don't have like sleeves and things but a lot of like just random things like a uh, like underdog and chess and like you know chakras uh or this piece my my buddy uh drew and the chakras and um just uh more than a handful but all of them mean something to me I have, I have no real like flash art even like the thing I got done that is something like my underdog is uh I custom with like spawn flames coming off of them and stuff so like um All my tattoos mean something um, or have multiple meanings, I should say. Let's see. I just want to – Gunfighter says, I just want to say thank you, man, because you do a lot for the community. You help make our hobby more popular, which is good overall for the life of it. Absolutely. And thank you so much for saying that. Um, Yeah, I agree. I think that the more content, the more put out there, the more – You know, it's shared and just filling the internet space. The better we are, Uh, you know, it's it's drowning out the shitty ads and porn and selfies, thousands of selfies that people take of their face. All those pictures. Like, I feel like um, at least, yeah, doing all this and putting it all out. It's it's shifting the balance a bit. Hopefully, making uh, more fans of the tabletop role-playing genre and you know, cyberpunk and now Dune, Fallout, everything else. I'm going to be pushing. Hopefully, we just keep expanding and growing this community. Um, It causes for more gameplay, too. I've noticed, like, since I started, um, now we're pushing other GMs, other games, more players. Um, It's fucking awesome, man. Like, uh, just more opportunity to play and have fun. Let's see. Savage says, uh, Thought of one. Are you going to upload audio only to Spotify or something? I know for myself, it's hard to catch a stream even after hours. Yep every video that I do is on the podcast. You can, uh, anywhere there's a podcast, it's on like 20 something sites. If you go to cyberpunkuncensored.com, in fact, look for the page that says podcast. You'll see like 20 something links to all the places we have our podcast. It's on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, everywhere. Everywhere that podcasts are, you'll find Cyberpunk Uncensored. And I put up Every stream, every video is up there, um, so you can catch up on everything. Let's see, how many campaigns do you have on the YouTube at the moment? Um, on YouTube, uh, all the VODs I have like original, my original Jumpstart 2020 combo streams from different teams. I have my team Nameless, my team Spicy, that I did. I have my two, uh, my original one shot that was an ongoing one shots up there. My two different new monthly teams, and and that's it. I was gonna say my weekly, but that's on Sirenscape, <laughs> and I'm soon gonna be having the Fallout there and the Dune as well. So lots of gameplay, and then we have all the other GMs. We have like Reservoir Panda, Gomi, Jack, Phil. Like whether it's one shots or ongoing, we just we just have so many GMs. there. so much gameplay. I think we have like, more Cyberpunk Red gameplay streams and videos and actual plays than any other content creator out there. Um, and you can check that shit out. We have so many fucking videos. Like, I don't think there's anyone out there pushing Cyberpunk Red as much as we have. Um, yeah, hashtag team no sleep. I've been rocking that hashtag for forever. (laughs) Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, And which one should I start with when it comes to those campaigns? Man, the the newer ones are probably the most fun because the older ones, you know, uh, getting into it, shaking off the rust, learning the rules. You know how it is as you go. As a GM, you never stop learning and evolving. And I'm just – I'm better and better with every session. So check out the Sirenscape ongoing, the weekly I do every Thursday. Tune into that shit. Go to Sirenscape on Twitch follow subscribe so you can tune in every thursday to that that's so much fun but uh but check out all my new teams i have like two different monthly teams and they're awesome and the one shots are great too but but i would say my older streams i'm not as proud of uh because like i said uh, over the time i'm just better now i know the rules better i'm more creative with plot twists and npcs and just the way i run it um you never stop learning let's see think i'm caught up here uh oh yeah saturdays are just starting up with that nomad campaign first gaming session is next saturday yep that's another one that we do every saturday with capricious nature are uh, running it it's very no it's just all nomad focused um gunfighter says dude rob is always hustling thinking of new angles to hit this from it's great oh yeah i appreciate that um and i do i'm always like trying to think of different different ways and things to put out about this stuff. I'm just passionate about it. So like, just like these AMAs, like just, I can, I can talk about it off the top of my head and I can dive into it. So when it comes to these games, like I'm just, the second I think of something creative, I, I, I put it out there. Um, let's see. Can I play in your next one shot? Savage asks. Definitely. <laughs> Everybody hit me up. I'll be, I'll be doing more one-shots. I'm also trying to plan, I know it's, it's a little bit delayed, I'm trying to plan a 24-hour stream uh, where I want to do a 24-hour stream for charity, obviously. Uh, make it a whole fun novelty thing to tune into, maybe get some donations for a charity. Um, but I'm going to try to bring in multiple players, uh, maybe even a couple GMs uh, that we cycle in. That way it's like a 24-hour sort of West March vibe. Um, but different players gms can cycle in or something i'm still working out the details of how to make that work and happen um it's kind of tricky but i'm working on it and that that might be one that you could jump into and not just have fun doing a one shot with us but uh but a really interesting one that's going to be you know a 24-hour stream for charity how cool would that be let's see Uh, capricious nature says sorry for the delay about to raid hell yeah raid this shit what are you waiting for (laughs) leaded coffee cheered hell yeah thanks so much um when are you guys gonna do that 24-hour stream that's so funny that (laughs) you died i literally just talked about that and you were asking that's so cool um let's see i have this stream open on one monitor and vampires open on the other (laughs) that's funny that's awesome Yeah, Vampire's helping with the play-by-post gameplay that we have. So if you go to Cyberpunk Uncensored on Discord, we have a play-by-post game that's always going, and uh, Vampire Bites is one of the GMs helping uh, get that going. Let's see here. PWB says, sort of four rooms stream with different GMs taking over the same campaign. Exactly. Something like that, possibly. Um, I don't want to go too many GMs. Um, I want to make sure I streamline the plot stuff. Um... But maybe like two GMS, you know, maybe three, but probably two um, that can handle going 12 hours with a you know a few bio breaks uh, where we break to eat and such. But um, but we'll see. I'm I'm still working on those details. You know, there's a lot that's going into that. But you know, anybody watching, if you want to get involved with that or help or have ideas for it, hit me up. Uh, you know, with a private message um, to discuss that stuff. Let's see. How do you feel about the hardened mooks and lieutenants? Would you be open to making them even tougher? Absolutely, yeah. Everything, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's an evolution process in a way. You know, when it comes to NPCs and encounters for me and all my gameplay, like I'll kind of start weaker, work my way up, add trickier, stickier situations and see how the players deal with it, see how their characters can handle it. Um, and if it, everything's just too fucking easy then yeah i'll beef them up i'll add in more and more and um but you got to be careful you can't just jump to that sort of thing because that's how you end up killing a player uh you know without it being cinematic or or realistic it just sounds you know if you jump the gun like that you just put someone too tough and it ends it like it, it can it feels contrived and too fucked up man so like baby step your way into that is what i would suggest let's see um Let's see. Savage says, oh, dude, you have missed it. Rob was talking about all his people that have helped him out. My wife, capricious nature. It should have had a longer pause because it sounded like you were married. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. You know, I tend to talk fast. I apologize. Sometimes my words will kind of blend, blend together. And sometimes when I get excited, like I won't even finish words. I notice I do that. Like I'll, I'll, rewatch a stream or something and i'll start like you know finish words and i'll get like it, it sounds like that a little bit sometimes <laughs> you know what i mean like i'll get myself excited and worked up that like my brain is working so fucking fast that like my mouth can barely keep up so i'm like spitting out the ideas so i don't lose track um and i apologize if if sometimes uh it's hard to follow what i'm saying or it get, gets confusing uh and vampire bites rating hey thanks so much i really appreciate that um but yeah, sometimes uh, when I when I get like that, uh, you know, being hypomanic, it's easy for me to get all wound up and excited. Um, you know, it, it'll come across like that sometimes, uh, and hard, hard to uh, understand what I'm saying. Um, let's see. Fury Story says, "What would be interesting is having like two games going on at the same time, two GMS, one for each, and the two games crossing paths could be interesting." Yeah, but um, but the way to pull that off properly is like I was saying, um, you know, whether 24 hour or what. Mine, I want a 24 hour stream for charity. That's what it's going to be. But GMS in the same stream, same channel, same path, controlling the same thing. Um, now if you're going to do like pvp two gms uh, that's a completely different beast but in this situation where i want to do a 24-hour stream for charity um, i'm thinking two gms 12-hour blocks but cycling in multiple players at different times even npcs um, you know making it easier on the players two gms toughing it out 12-hour blocks something along those lines keeping the plot linear with lots of plot twists but uh, potential arcs and tangents that always pull back to the main plot twist, regardless of GM. Um, hence, being on the same channel, streamlined, uh, very planned. It's 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 different than other things I've done. So it's that's why it's not happening fast. It's something I'm working on, but uh, but it is going to happen. Um, I don't think anyone has really done that. Um, just like a lot of the things I do, like. Um, uh, you know, doing a 24 hour stream for charity, I think, is something innovative. Something else is uh, using luck dy- dynamically, like I do. Pulling chat into my streams is something I never saw streamers do that much, um, that I've done since day one, making, you know, uh, the people watching part of my gameplay. Um, something else I do that I've, no one has really done uh, is running gameplay that's not even gameplay, streaming the downtime, streaming the team role playing the whole time with no dice being rolled. Um, If you saw when I was filmmaking for a month uh, recently, I did the Sirenscape weekly gameplay, and I couldn't be there because I was up in Indiana or Indianapolis and uh, uh, around L.A. we were filming for a month. So what I had the team do is basically set up a a stream where they're at the local diner that they visit during gameplay, but they're just hanging out at the diner. You can see those episodes. There's like four of them. And they're actually hanging out in a diner. Capricious Nature helped me make the background of that and um, the overlay. And they just role-played hanging out at the diner, talking about past jobs, future ones, current things. It was really innovative. And um, I just love doing things like that, thinking outside the box and trying to be the first to do shit like that. I think it's it's really cool. And it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Capricious Nature says 100% always pushing the boundaries. Exactly, man. Like, like I said, I pride myself on... Uh, doing a lot of the things that I do and being the first to do it. You know, all this live stuff with little editing, keeping it real, the way I'm doing the streams, pulling the chat, doing the role play stuff. um, And, you know, during the downtime and streaming it, like I'm I'm trying to make it interesting, be innovative, um, just keeping things fresh and then constant. Like that's the other thing is I'm trying to Just be like a constant force of energy when it comes to this shit, you know? Whether it's Cyberpunk, Fallout, Dune, any of this, or an AMA like this, you know? Like, um, I'm just passionate about the things I'm interested in, and I wanna talk to anybody else that's interested in those things as much as possible or make videos about them, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm doing. All right, let's see. PWB, kudos for your frequent inclusion of chat. That is not easy, especially while running the game. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's not easy, and sometimes I'll I won't hit chat as frequent as I want if the gameplay is really immersive or we're hitting really hard role play moments where like the players are just doing awesome at the role play. Sometimes I don't want to take away from that, so I won't even interrupt or interject something from chat. You know, I'll just keep it uh, uh, immersed with the players. But but obviously, I love pulling from chat, man. I like I said, I didn't see a lot of people doing that till I started doing it. Um, And I feel like it was missing. You know, when I used to watch streams, as much as I loved watching the gameplay, I didn't, even when it was live, I didn't feel like it would matter if it's live or not. You know what I mean? But with my streams, I feel like it matters. If you catch me live, you're actually going to get to hang out. You know what I mean? And be part of the game. If you watch the VOD, you're not going to get to interject that shit. so. So that being said, you know, anybody watching this live stream, as a VOD on the YouTube, make sure you go over to Twitch and follow and sub to uh, Cyberpunk Uncensored on Twitch so you catch the live streams and you can be part of it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and my beautiful wife there says she hearts GM Rob Mulligan, and I love you too. <laughs> Let's see. Um, oh, yeah. I did see one of those Shinobi Says referring to the Diner episodes. Yeah, I love those. They're, they're so much fun. We got more of that too when they finish this uh don't have a cow campaign in the next session or two we plan on having another diner session but i'm actually going to join them um as random npcs and stuff it's going to be interesting a lot of fun i have something planned for that and you you definitely don't want to miss that so um be make sure you check that out let's see you were in Indy. that's my hessing neighborhood Oh, yeah. No, I was, we were up there filming. Me and Valerie were up there. We were running a production design for the Baby Pact. We're up there with, like, Haley Duff, Heather McComb, a um, bunch of actors and actresses. Uh, Kevin Farley, Chris Farley's brother. Let's see. Not VA question, just acknowledgement. You and Skayruff are my role models for GMing, especially in a stream environment. Vampire Bite says, hey, I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Hell yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think I'm caught up. Capricious Nature says, I'm really looking forward to trying to do the same on upcoming sessions. Yeah. Um, I saw you mentioning that in your session zero. And I got to say, even Valerie pointed out, she was like, hey, that's really cool that he's giving you credit for those ideas. Like when you talk about making chat an active part of the stream or, um, uh, you know, Fading to black during sexual moments, relying on the players to describe kill shots and graphic moments so they're comfortable, you know, pushing the envelope however far they want to. All those little things that I've done in gameplay, um, you mentioned in session zero that you're also going to do, but every fucking time, dude, you were like, Yeah, because I saw Rob do that and it was awesome, and props to Rob, and you know, what a great thing! Like, that was so cool, man. So many times do people get ideas or things from other sources and never give credit you know what i mean and that sucks and like you totally gave me credit and that was really cool and um and yeah valerie noticed that she even pointed it out like when when we were watching we were hanging out watching your stream and like every time you would do that she was like wow that's really cool and like i don't know just wanted to point that out man i really appreciate that shit oh yeah capricious nature says including chat is so freaking cool 100 percent credit to you man lots of inspiration hell yeah man thanks PWB, I might be interested in recording my in-person sessions and putting them online after the fact. Well, then fucking do it, man. I would love it. Uh, PWB, anybody that doesn't know, is helping me with the screen sheet project that now Capricious Nature is kind of heading up. I um, mean, He's a great writer. He has his own channel there on the Discord. You should check him out. Um, but uh, he's really creative, man. Uh, PWB, you're a creative dude. I think you should absolutely uh, record a one-shot or at least some gameplay, have fun with it and we'll VOD it on the Cyberpunk Uncensored YouTube, and then we can all share it and promote it. I think that would be really cool. Hell yeah. Um, All right, cool. I've done this AMA for almost two hours. I went much longer than I planned. I nailed all the questions that were pre-sent to me. I think I nailed all the questions that were in chat. I don't think I missed anything. Um... So yeah, I'm going to call it. Uh, I had a great time. I really appreciate everyone for joining me during the live stream, contributing uh, to the chat, whether it was a question or helping answer other people's questions. I also want to thank everybody that's watching the VOD right now that sent in questions ahead of time. I know that you couldn't make it to the live stream, but you at least contributed questions and wanted to be part of it and help it. Um, and I, I again, I really appreciate that. So hopefully you are watching the VOD right now and you got your questions answered and you're seeing me. Thank you. Um, let's see. Gunfighter, thanks for your time. Lidded Coffee, awesome. Thank you. PWB says another great AMA. Blazing, have a good night. PS, you're fucking awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. So are you, chat. Hell yeah. I'm awesome. Chat's awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. Furious George says have a good one. Shinobi. Um, hell yeah, man. What a great community. My, uh, my beautiful wife, Valerie chiming in saying bye. All right. Again, thanks so much, everybody tuning in. I'm going to do another AMA hopefully in a couple weeks. Like I said, I don't really plan these. They're super casual. Um, but I do have a lot of gameplay. So make sure you check out the calendar. Um, I have the event calendar in the cyberpunk uncensored discord. I also have it pinned to the Facebook group. Um, I'll try to tweet it and post it on Instagram over the next days but, um, but check out the calendar. So much fucking gameplay and streams and things coming up. I don't want you to miss any of it. Um, again, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Bye.